Welcome to the Wear Wag Repeat Podcast. I'm Tori Mystic, here with my dogs, Lucy and Bert. Together, we're interviewing cool, creative women entrepreneurs in the pet industry. Do you dream of working alongside your dog? Then sit, stay, and listen to the latest episode to find the inspiration and resources that will help you grow your own dog-inspired business. On this episode, I'm talking to an entrepreneur whose passion for giving back to animal rescue organizations has led her to create a booming online store. You'll love hearing how the business started with her and her mom making tons of dog treats in their home kitchen and how they've transitioned to a much more scalable business model. She has great advice on finding inspiration, staying focused on profits, and of course, you'll get to hear all about her dogs. Let's dive in. Caitlin Anderson is one half of a mother-daughter team that has a passion for dogs. She and her mom started Treat Dreams, which is an online dog lover's apparel store that helps support dog rescues. Between them, they have five full-time dogs and foster dogs that come and go, too. As a matter of fact, three of their current pups are foster fails, which is a good thing. (laughs) They spend their days loading up the dogs and going back and forth to each other's homes to run Treat Dreams. They're committed to working hard to be original and honest while creating a great business with cool products that help support dog rescues across the country. To date, Treat Dreams has donated over $25,000 to Animal Rescue. Hey, Caitlin. Hey, thank you for having me. Yeah, I'm excited to learn more about what you guys are doing. It's really inspiring. Oh, well, good. Thank you. We We have a really fun time doing it. We just make it up as we go. No plan, really. <laughs> <laughs> so tell, like, how did you and your mom come up with this idea? How, when did you start it? What was the inspiration for starting Treat Dreams? Um, we are going on about six years now. And we started, um, it's called Treat Dreams because we started as a dog bakery. Um, and we made everything out of my mom's home. Um, but that became super tedious and a little overwhelming. Um, and we started fostering dogs and realized that we, we wanted to do more working with rescues. And so I had kind of thought, well, what if I were on the side to do a couple t-shirts and, you know, the sales of the t-shirts could help benefit. I think we started with like this, this local rescue that's in town. Um, they were needing some funds. And so I was like, well, let's just see if this, this works. And, uh, so we did, we were, I just maybe had like, 20 t-shirts or something that I started with and um, I also sold them on Etsy and it just it took off it really just was great and we were completely surprised and I had no idea what I was doing Um, but once we saw that we could like really make an impact in the rescue community by selling t-shirts we kind of just transitioned only to doing apparel um, and left the treats behind um, so that we could make a bigger impact. And it was just a, a little bit different kind of work. Um, not so much bent over hard labor, punching out treats. Um, we still love that. We still do that for our dogs. Um, but uh, definitely on a smaller scale. So uh, now it's just t-shirts and anything I can think of that can easily be shipped. I am trying to get it out there. We have, we have a lot of fun. 
What were some of the first t-shirt designs that you came up with that really took off? Um, well, the, there's one, and it's the Namaste Home with My Dog. I had seen Namaste in Bed t-shirts, and I knew that there was this concept out there that nobody liked to go anywhere. They just want to be home with their dogs. <laughs> And so I was like, well, let's just do Namaste Home with my dog. And it's, I still sell that very same t-shirt today, gray, v-neck, very plain. Um, and I just advertised on Pinterest. I think I spent like $50 on Pinterest, just throwing it out there. And um, we got hundreds of orders. And that's when I was like, oh my gosh, I think, I think maybe we could do this. That's amazing. So I I started an online store on my site last August, and I came up with like a really cute t-shirt that I had a local artist design the graphic, and it says, this is my dog walking outfit. And I thought it was really cute, and I love it personally. I'm just, I'm very happy with it, <laughs> even though it has only sold like dozens in that time. So it's amazing that you got orders for like hundreds of that shirt when you first came out with it. Well, I feel like we were right on the cusp of the dog t-shirt movement that has now kind of taken over. Um, like we were one of the very first ones that kind of was like, we're going to put words on the t-shirt that have to do with dogs. Um, and so I feel like that was pretty integral part of um, being able to take off like that. Because even now I have a hard time being, first of all, coming up with something that nobody else has done. And then getting it out there because there's so everybody has a dog t-shirt now. Mm -hmm. And so it, it's a little different now. So when you first started with the shirts, how were you making them? Um, I just had a local screen printer that I knew and was just like, I literally asked him what's the minimum amount because I was like so scared. No one's going to buy these. I don't want to invest too much. And he was like 20. And I was like, okay, then can you order me 20? I told him what I wanted to do. And he, he did it all for me once I designed it. And then, um, and then he gave them to me all done and I shipped them and stuff. And that's still the same way I do them today. Although I kind of do my own ordering and I use a different screen printer. Um, but mostly I don't do the physical labor anymore of making the shirt. Um, I just design them and then I tell someone this is what I need done. And then they get shipped to me, but we do all the shipping. Yeah. So tell us a little bit about that. Like, so you and your mom do all of this together and, yeah. um, where, where do you keep all of these shirts? You must have like a lot of t-shirts at any given moment. So how do you make all that work? <laughs> mom, uh, mom keeps everything at her house. I just recently bought my own house and I bought a four bedroom thinking she was going to have me take everything. And she decides that she wanted to keep it. Because she is the shipper. And so she's the one who's in there filling every single order. And she wanted to keep it at her house, which I can't blame her. You don't want to leave the house if you can work from home. And so... Um, and she probably wanted she to has, make sure that you would come over and visit her a lot. <laughs> right. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> That's probably true. Uh, yeah. She's got one... She's got at least three rooms dedicated to Treat Dreams. Um, we've got those like industrial shelving units all filled with different sizes and there's an up, there's a room upstairs, um, two rooms downstairs, um, just, I mean, floor to ceiling shirts. 
um, in every single room. So uh, we just keep inventory that way. I'm starting to slowly do like pre-orders so that I only order exactly what people have um, purchased. But I tend to have this lack of patience and I just want to order a lot now and and get it here as quickly as possible. Um, um, but we, we don't have a problem with it and she doesn't mind it taking over half of her house. And so, yeah, she does, um, all the orders and, um, we even have, uh, someone who folds them for us. So then all she has to do is come in and put it in a bag and make a shipping label and make it happen. So it's very, it's very fun. It's very cool. Household for sure. Yeah. So, um, so tell us, so I know that your shirts, like the whole reason why you started this was to raise money for rescues. So just from like a, like a business perspective, like how much of each shirt do you give to rescues or how do you, how do you structure it? Um, cause I think that's something that is such a great thing that other dog related businesses should be doing, but maybe they're not sure, like, do I give a percentage of each, each shirt or like, how do you, how do you do it? It's um, super tedious, and I really, I change it kind of every year. Um, the first year that we did shirts, um, I was able to donate a lot, um, but I didn't pay myself for a whole year. And so um, the next year, I had to restructure and be like, okay, I think perhaps I should probably pay myself if this is going to be something I can work, you know, work on towards the future. Um and so that changed a little bit. It's very hard because I want to give as much as possible. And so I find myself being like, we'll just give them all of it. <laughs> like, cause I'm like, did you see that picture that they posted of that furry baby? He needs it. Um, so it's really hard. Um, but um, I just, I change all the time, but typically I just look, I've sat down and been able to find out what our profits are. And I've been giving 10% of those profits from the month to a different rescue. That's great. Because I think that, um, like you said, you need to get paid if you're going to make this a long-term sustainable right. business. If you're not paying yourself and, and you're giving 100% of everything to the rescues, you probably won't be around as long because you'll get burned out by it. So it actually right. isn't as beneficial for the rescues as it as it seems at the beginning like that. Right. Yeah. That's kind of what we had to sit down and, and, and I was kind of like, well, I'm not going to be able to feed myself, but <laughs> so, you know, you have to be realistic and find out what you need. And, um, so we do, I still have a full-time job. Sweet Dreams does not support my mom or I fully, um, yet. Great. So, um, so that's some really good advice on how to kind of run the profitability of your business. We were talking before I hit record and you had some really good advice on how to invest in your business. So um, if someone is like a new dog mompreneur who is maybe just starting out, do you have any recommendations on what they spend their money on in their business and what they shouldn't spend their money on? Um, yeah, I still have this piece of advice that I carry with me even to today. Um, because when we first started out, we were dog treats. And so, and we were only on Etsy. I didn't spend money on a website. Um, and I had read somewhere in a book, I'm really bad at instructions or reading things. I just want to dive in. But I did read an article from, I don't know, Business Journal or something. And this 
man had said that um, the best thing that you can do is to look at every purchase and say, is this going to affect sales? Is this going to directly impact my sales? Or is this just a new desk that I want because it will be pretty? Um, or a new computer or a new office chair or um, anything. And so I took that piece of advice and realized that what I really needed was a decent camera because I only had an iPhone and that was six years ago. So that was a really bad iPhone. And I needed to take really good pictures of my product. And that was going to impact my sales. Um, at the bottom line, if I had a good picture, then hopefully it would make for a bigger uh, sale. Um, that's so okay. That's for, I, for the people who are listening, like while I do these interviews, we're actually Skyping so I can see Caitlin and she has a jar of peanut butter in one hand <laughs> and a Kong in the other hand. <laughs> we're, we're trying to keep her happy. <laughs> she knows I have the peanut butter, so now she's just going to sit here and drool. <laughs> but no, I, really, oh. I think that's really great advice. And I think that... Um, you know, for for people who are listening to this, I think there's a lot of people who are either work from home or maybe their dog business is like a side hustle um, that they do out of their home. And so it can be so easy to be like, oh, I need this thing for my office or I'm going to spend all day like organizing my drawers or something like that. Whereas like that's not actually going to bring you any sales. Right. Yeah. And like you said, it can kind of it doesn't even have to be things you purchase. It could be what you spend your time on and what you prioritize in your business. Um, but sometimes, yeah, exactly like you said, I'm just like, oh, I'm going to take the day and organize or take pictures or whatever. But what I really need to be doing is bookkeeping. Uh, so, yeah, because <laughs> that's going to affect the next day and how I decide to what I spend on advertising and everything. So it, it's a lot to learn. Sorry to interrupt the interview, but I would love to see what you're doing while you catch up with the Wear Wag Repeat podcast. Take a screenshot of this episode in your podcast player or snap a selfie with your earbuds in. Bonus points if it's on a dog walk and share it to your Instagram stories tagging me at tmystic. I'll keep an eye out for mentions and I would love to give you a shout out from my own account. Okay, now back to the episode. So tell us a little bit about advertising? Because you said that um, early on you did a Pinterest ad. And um, I'm curious, like what your experience has been, like what what social platform does the best in terms of advertising for you? And do you have any advice? I love Instagram. And um, sometimes I actually pay Instagram to run ads for me. Um, But for me, I also am, I'm also a consumer. And I'm, I can tell when someone's like not being super honest in their marketing or nobody likes to just be pushed at information. So I love to find people who are passionate about my product or what I'm doing that will help promote for me. Like maybe they already have a big following and I reach out to them and I just ask them, would you like to help me promote my brand, my business? Um, and so I really love that because it's authentic advertising um, I'm not just paying you and you don't even care what you're advertising. You're just taking the money and promoting it. Um, and so I really do enjoy that. Um, but sometimes I do just do Instagram ads and that's what I've honestly seen the most, um, feedback from is Instagram, um, Pinterest, um, 
did well at first and then it kind of didn't. And again, it's, it is harder now that there are so many dog t-shirts out there. It's not as easy advertising as it was. $50 does not go as far as it did when I first um, used it six years ago. Um, but yeah, I love Instagram personally and for my business. Yeah, Instagram is definitely my favorite place to be. And I think that um, with the shoppable integrations where you can tag products and stuff, like that just makes a huge difference. I've noticed I have these like little like wish bracelets that are just um, like colored thread sort of or string (laughs) that, you know, like they you wear it for a couple months and then it falls off Um, and they have a little paw charm on them and they're really affordable. They're like seven dollars and when I post those in Instagram stories and tag the product, like I almost always sell something from that product tag. So yeah. it's really amazing. Yeah. You just have to like remember and like be on top of it and you do. do it. <laughs> yeah. And it's funny to keep track of what gets attention and what doesn't. Like it could be this exact same product, but if it's styled this way, it may only get like a hundred likes. And if it's styled this way, it gets like 500 likes or I don't know. It's very interesting. And I have never um, taken any courses on Instagram. Like I said, I, I am terrible at following instructions. So I just like to learn as I go. So um, I am totally learning as I go. And I'm just like, oh, this, this worked. Or that did not work. Yeah. So, mm-hmm. It's fun. It really is a lot of trial and error. But it is, it is fun. I love it. So Instagram is a place that's full of inspiration. But where do you find the inspiration for for your business for for both the designs and then also like to just kind of like keep on going with it all it can be really hard I can I'll be super honest it's really fun when it comes to me naturally I guess like anybody who is um I hate to call myself an artist because I'm like furthest from being an artist but like that whenever you need to be creative you know it's nice when it comes naturally to you as opposed to like you have a deadline and you need to be creative now um, and so sometimes, um, like, I know I need new products at Christmas. Um, that can be a little intimidating because I'm like, oh, my gosh, I need to be creative. I can't be creative. What's happening? Um, and so uh, I really enjoy, like, right now when there's nothing, there's no deadlines, there's really nothing happening, and then just something will come to me. And honestly, it just does come to me from talking to other people about my dogs is usually where I come up with things. Um, we'll be having a conversation and just like the other day, I have a new shirt coming out and it says dogs make the best friends and it uses the friends logo. And we were literally just talking me and a coworker who's also the dog obsessed dog mom. And we were just talking about friends. And I was just like, that's why I decided not to make any new friends. I was like, my dogs just make the best friends. And then I was like, that's a cute shirt. And then I was talking about the television show and I was like, let's see if this works. So literally it's just, it's just anything that I kind of say. And I'm just like, that would be fun. Let's try that. That's fun. So you do have to kind of like get out and talk to people. And I think like talking to other dog moms can give you, I get so many ideas just talking to other people and I don't know, things just pop into my head and thank God for the notes app on my phone because I keep track of like all these little things. Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah, right. Yeah. Uh, No, other dog parents are a wealth of information when it comes to recommendations or just anything. Um, 
hang out the dog park and you'll find out a lot. That's yeah, for e- sure. eavesdrop at the dog park. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> so let's talk about the rescues that you work with because this is sort of like the whole mission of your business. So you mentioned earlier that you started out just working with a small local rescue. So how has that changed over the years? I mean, you've donated over $25,000, which is amazing. So who are some of the rescues that that you help with that? Um, I have a great local rescue and they're called Country Roads Animal Rescue. Um, and they are who I foster through. Um, so I like to I like to reach out to them as much as I can. Um, I love local rescues simply because um, Oklahoma has just this terrible um, lack of knowledge about dogs and dog breeds and rescue and um, a lot of rural shelters that have, you know, dogs are kept outside and uh, euthanasia practices are not up to code, I guess you would say. Oh. Um, so I have a real heart for our own, my own backyard. Um, but I also realized that my um, customers live all over the United States and they also have rescues that, you know, they want to help. Um, and so I like to, every once in a while, I'll ask. On Instagram, I'll be like, y'all have a rescue you want me to work with? Um, and so I'll find some that way. I try to make sure that one, they're reputable. They're, you know, you hear all the time about um, rescues that, you know, don't use their profits for the right reasons and everything. So I try to make sure that they're they're vetted and they're, they're um, reputable, which I haven't had any problems with that. We recently worked with um, Stand Up for Pits. And so I've worked with them a couple times. I have a local rescue called Vetrifido a Flight, and they uh, work hard to get some dogs that are um, from kill shelters and being euthanized like that week. And they fly them to Oregon, which apparently they have a need for shelter dogs. Um, <laughs> I, I know. I have no idea. I'm like, wow, we have so many here. But um, anyway, so... Uh, yeah, we just work with different ones all over the country. And um, I love recommendations and I love reaching out to new ones and seeing what they're every, every part of the country has like a different um, focus. You know, like here in Oklahoma, they work a lot with trying to get dogs out of the rural shelters. And so they're working in the country a lot. Whereas up in like Detroit, they're working to get them, you know, out of the city because they're in backyards and apartments and Anyway, it's just, it's really interesting, but. Yeah, that um, is really interesting to kind of see how, um, I never really thought about that, how like the shelters in different parts of the country sort of have different objectives or different struggles. Yeah, well, or, you know, like right now, we're obviously not dealing with the freeze that a lot of people in the Northeast are dealing with. And so they're trying to get all their dogs out of the cold and. So uh, it's it's very interesting. Yeah, that is really interesting. So let's let's switch gears a little bit since we are gonna wrap up the interview soon. And why don't you tell us about some goals that you might have for your business this year? Because um, it seems like you keep growing and doing more things every year. So what's in store for 2019? Um, well, this month I'm so excited. We have something coming out. That I've never done before. I've always wanted to do, but it involves it involves I don't know it involves a lot of things that I can't do, and so I needed to find the right people. Um, so I'm very excited about that. Hopefully, they're going to be ready at the end of this month. Wait, wait, um, so what I'm is hoping, it? What is it? 
I'm hoping uh, they're going to be pillowcases. Oh, cool. Like throw pillows. Yeah. Yeah. So I have someone who's actually making the pillowcases. And then I have someone who is screen printing them. And I had someone who I sent them off and she took pictures for me. Since I have a full-time job, there's not much that I sometimes can do myself other than come up with the ideas and coordinate how to get them done. Um, so I'm very thankful to a lot of people to help me out. Anyway, so I'm very excited about that. Um, but one of my goals this year was um, to do some more uh, blogging of some kind. I'm not a blogger and it's almost like a chore for me to sit down and do. Um, but when I post about certain things just that I've experienced or like um, I'll post on Instagram about a dog bed and be like, oh, this is one of our favorite people. People want to know why is that your favorite? Um, how long have you had it? And so I want to try to be better about sharing some of the information that I have just from living with dogs for my whole life um, and trying out so many different things. And plus, since we were a dog bakery, I have so many um, recipes that I would love to share with people and like just information that I did research on for different ingredients. And so I would love to be able to um, say at the end of this year that I did a good job helping to share some of that. We will see whether that is true or not. <laughs> well, if you need any blogging help, you can always ask me because I've been doing it for a long time. Oh, good, good. Because mostly, you know, I don't know what I'm doing. Yeah, well, that's okay. We all figure it out as we go. <laughs> so, okay, we cannot finish this without you telling us about your dog because <laughs> this whole time you've been <laughs> playing with her or him. I don't know actually who you have next to you. So tell us about your dog. Um, I have two. This is Molly. She's 130 pound yellow lab. And she's the most selfish dog <laughs> in the history of the world. Um, everybody talks about dogs being loyal and, you know, they love their humans. They're always caring and selfless. And she's none of those things. She is always about her own happiness at all times. And I always say she loves herself first and she loves food second and she might love me third. Um, I'm not sure she's terrible. Um, and she's 13. So she's old and she should be like, I don't know, mature and wise. And she just acts like she's a one-year-old. Um, and then I have a three-year-old foster sale. Um, and she just looks like a Chinese street dog. Bless her heart. She's just like, a little lab border collie skinny little thing uh, she's uh one nobody wanted you know we have like four puppies and she was the last one and so i just kept her and she's got psychological problems Aww. we're in we're in behavioral training right now trying to get over some of the fears that she has about the world um and so she's just been a problem since the day i got her she's had to have two acl surgeries so she's messed up physically and mentally, but <laughs> but I love her. Yeah, but her. she still puts a smile on your face. I think like that's just the most amazing thing. She does, and and you know I'm. It doesn't matter. Like I'm always gonna do what I can for her. Um, and it's been an expensive road, but um, you know she's worth it no matter what. So um, we're always always working on her brain, aren't we? Yes. And then my mom has three at her house. No peanut butter, of course. I'm sorry. <laughs> um, uh, we just fostered 
um, three puppies back in the fall. And so my mom kept one of those and he's on track to be 150 pounds. Yeah, we had no idea because he's just from the pound. And so we didn't know what his yeah, mom was. You don't know what you're going to get, right? No. So he just keeps growing. And that's ex- that's exciting. That's always interesting. And then, yes. And then we've got um, Tank. I always consider them all mine because they're over here so much anyway. Tank, the AT&T man left with us. He came over to do our um, cable and he was noticed our love of dogs and everything dog in our house and he was like uh i've got to take my dog to the shelter today and we were like no what bring him here and so he did and he's this border collie english shepherd mix who is so smart and so precious so he spends the night at my house and then i take him back over to my mom's every morning he gets tired of the puppy he puppy becomes too much so I take him at night and he gets to hang out with the adult. And then um, I take him back to my parents in the morning. And then my mom also has an older lab who's about 14 years old. And she's just really grumpy and likes to be by herself. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, my gosh. I love this little pack that you have. And they're all so unique. Oh, they're so different. It's really awesome. So, Caitlin, tell everyone where they can find Treat Dreams online and order your awesome charitable products. Oh, thanks. Yeah, we have a website, and it's called www.shoptreatdreams.com. And then um, we also have an Instagram, and we're just at Treat Dreams. And uh, that's usually the two easiest ways um, to find us. Awesome. Well, thank you so much for being on the show. Thank you for having me. Thank you for listening to the Wear, Wag, Repeat podcast. You can fetch show notes at wearwagrepeat.com. If you like what you hear, please hit subscribe so you don't miss an episode. And until next time, we'll see you around the dog park.